0: And so, let's give him a warm welcome, give him all the time he needs. Hallelujah. It is good to be in the presence of the living God. Can somebody say amen this evening? Oh, come on, can someone say amen this evening? Good to be in his presence, amen. I hope you're walking in dominion this evening, amen. But I want to preach a sermon tonight called Even If this evening out of the book of Daniel book of daniel even if this evening and no doubt i'm gonna take you somewhere in the sermon and how many know how important how critical it is to maintain and keep your testimony in the house of the living god can you say amen because there's a lot more at stake in your life and my life than we know many times when trials are opposing us i want to preach a sermon called even if daniel chapter three i want you to go there And I'm going to share a little bit of my testimony, some things I've been through. But I want to tell you something as I preach on Even If. It's inspired and it comes from three Hebrew boys. When you read the Bible and the Word of God, Even If or other translations say it like this, but if not. But these words are spoken out by the mouth of the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But these words tonight are profound when you read these words you may look at them and gradually kind of pass over them but let me tell you their words speak volumes and they have meaning can you say amen this evening but even more than that when they speak these words there's a revelation to these words that in itself are powerful because life trials and furnace experiencing moments have brought them to understand the balance of God's power that God can do anything but God is not bound nor does he have to do anything can you say amen see either side of God's choosing no matter the outcome of life people still have to learn to choose God almighty by themselves can you say amen I want to share a little story real quick and I'll touch on different parts of it through the service then toward the end but I'll never forget this being in the field and pastoring being in the field with me and my wife we're pastoring and she's pregnant what happens now it's going to be our fourth child and so we haven't had a chance or an opportunity to go to the hospital to the doctor when you're in the field you're pioneering a lot of things are going on you're trying to break, get breakthrough you're trying to believe God and so I remember her saying to me heck you know it's time we need to go ahead let's go to the doctor go to the hospital see you know how things are developing how things are coming out I said to her sure we'll go So, I remember going on a Wednesday, right before service, that earlier, that part of the morning. So, what happened was we go there and they begin to look and examine my wife, begin to check her stomach. They begin to look around and, you know, kind of take a look at the baby. But how many know because you're a spirit being, you can pick things up from other people? Can you say amen? So, we're there and they're kind of checking and they're looking. And all of a sudden, I can tell as they're looking and, you know, looking into the monitor. I've never been good at reading those things, those sonograms. So what happens, they're checking her, but I can pick something up. And they kind of look over to the right a little bit. They don't want to make it too obvious. And then all of a sudden, they kind of start turning around. Different parts of her belly start looking around. And they're kind of looking again. He looks at me and my wife kind of gives a small small smile. And he kind of says, I'll be right back. He walks out of the room. When he walks out of the room, he comes back in. Another nurse comes in with him. When this nurse comes in with him, they kind of both come in with a casual smile, and they begin to kind of check and look again. Now this doctor's looking over into the screen. They're kind of communicating through their eyes while they're speaking to each other. And so what happens is she kind of goes on and she walks off, then he walks out. And I remember saying something to my wife. I said, Nicole, I said, what do you think? She goes I don't know I just, I just feel like something isn't right They're not communicating something I, just, I'm, I feel unsure so what happened is We're thinking okay this is done it's over She goes ahead she starts getting dressed And as she's getting dressed We're leaving out and we're getting there And by the time we get home There's a young lady that's there watching our children that day As she's there watching our children She says pastor listen She goes the hospital just called And they want you and Nicole to return back To the hospital go there now I said, well, you know we can. in service. So I called the hospital, and they say to me, listen, first thing tomorrow morning, we need you to come back. I'll come, and he said, come in the morning, and we'll see you right away. And you know how it is when you go to the hospitals? They'll have to make you wait in line. Well, we get there the next day, and so as soon as they see us, there are no doubts aligned there, and they see us, and they kind of do it, like, and they beckon us, and they make us right away to come to the back. So, of course, we start asking questions. We've been praying that night, and we say, what's wrong? He says, listen. We're not totally sure what happened or what took place, but somewhere around the 21st day, on the 25th day, while your wife was pregnant with your child, he said, somewhere begin to um, slowly begin to stop developing. She says, your the baby develops like a tadpole. He goes, and the skin that comes over to cover the cap of the baby's head, she said, it did not go over him. He says, What you were seeing and what you were looking in that screen was the skin was in the womb, was flapping, moving around. She says, What happened? Nothing has covered. So, of course, we're young. We're in our 20s and we're pastoring. And at that time, no doubt, saved and full of faith and believing God. And I remember the doctor saying to me, Son, I just want to let you know that things may not turn out the way you want them to turn out. Things are not looking well. Do you want to abort the child? And of course, we said, no. Can you say amen? And what happened that very moment, I kind of stepped back and I said to the doctor, I said, listen, give me just a couple of days. I'm going to pray and fast and believe God. Now, you got to think about this because the doctors are saying one thing on one side that they see but yet i'm on the other side believing god that god is able and powerful to do any miracle can you say amen so he looks at me he kind of gives me that look like he's unsure and i say to him i'm telling you i know that the god that i serve i know the god is able i've watched god do miracles and i'm telling him this he looks at me and he says to me i have to respect that and respect your wishes." go ahead and press on and believe God and I want you to come back here in a couple of days and what happened in my mind is I'm praying and fasting and believing God all of a sudden things begin not to go the way we thought they would go listen to me and I remember going back the third day and she lays down the doctor begins to look and the doctor kind of turns his head to me and says listen I don't think the child's going to make it it don't look good things are not going to be well and all of a sudden that day in my mind listen to me i had to begin to come to a place and understand god and god's power and choose that day that even if god does not will i still respect and serve god the same way because what people have the tendency to do is that if god doesn't then they can't hang on with that god can you say amen and they have totally forgotten that God owes us absolutely nothing can somebody say amen see listen to me and will you serve the living God even if and I want to go into the sermon tonight and I'll touch on more of this But we've got to make up our mind no matter what he is the king of kings and the lord of lords come on church say amen this evening Daniel chapter 3 verse 10 through the bible says it like this You, O king, have made a decree, a little more volume, please, that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the palestinian symphony, and all this kind of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you've set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, do not pay due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods nor worship the gold image which I have set up? Now if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute and all these kinds of instruments you shall fall down and worship the gold image which I have made good but if you do not worship you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace and who, is my, who the God will deliver you from my hands Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king O Nebuchadnezzar we have no need to answer you in this matter if that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O King. But if not, or even if, let it be known to you, O King, that we do not serve your God nor worship the gold image which you have set up. Come on, church, let's pray tonight. God, we come tonight by the Holy Ghost, Father. I pray, God, your dominion and your anointing. Father God we understand that there will be times and seasons Lord where we will have moments of fire and trials God but I pray Lord God that you would cause a resolve inside the heart of every man inside the heart of every woman God to simply keep on impressing and serving you God I do not come tonight in my own ability God in my own strength I have no confidence in my flesh I need you God in this place Move. By the Holy Ghost. And the people of God said this evening. Oh come on the people of God said. You got to understand a God who tries by fire. Because when you read the word of God in this story. It doesn't take a long time to quickly see. That this event all of a sudden involves heat. It involves a furnace. And it involves a fire. And three boys are going to experience for the first time in their life heat and fire like they've never experienced before you can best believe that they had no idea that coming into the province of babylon they would be candidates for the furnace by simply choosing to serve god and not bow down to the golden image i want to say something right here because there are a lot of believers before they got saved that someone witnessed to you and told you about God and told you how good God is I want to testify God is good can you say amen but there is one problem that I have with believers is after they get saved when things don't begin to go like they thought it should go all of a sudden they say to themselves hey I thought serving God was better serving God is better than going back to Egypt can you say amen no matter what what happens right here is all of a sudden people say hey well come on pastor well come on preacher how come after i got saved did things seem like it begin to get a little worse isn't it supposed to get a little better no let me tell you something there is still a strategy and there is still a purpose you go through fire and you will go through trials can you say amen doesn't change it but see people live their lives just like that well if things don't change if things don't get better but I want to tell you something think about Shadrach, Michigan, and Abednego they had no idea in their mind that one day as they went into the problems of Babylon that they would be in the predicament that they're in and I want to tell you something they say to themselves what have we done and we have done nothing more than to choose to serve God and here we are what it does automatically it raises the question to why God would allow the lives of those three Hebrew boys to be put in heat and in the midst of fire see in the natural there seems no apparent wrong and there seems no apparent reason why God would allow the children, these children to go through fire let me tell you something about God I can't explain everything about God and yes when I get into eternity there are some things I want to ask God but I know one thing about God he loves fire and I don't understand why I'm telling you, you read the Bible. He goes, I'm a consuming fire. I am the God. God just loves fire. Can you say amen? So being a Christian, he will invite you into what he loves. Can you say amen? He will let you go through the fire. See, when you choose God, you will be tried. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3, 13, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day, shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is let me tell you something about that I don't care what you tell me I don't care what you tell your pastor about your life we want to see what you act like when you're in the fire well I'm not talking about how good we sound on the street corner and sing the devil to hell I want to see what you look like when you're in the fire because the Bible says that now every man's work will be tried by fire that means everything you say you are and everything that I declare to say that I am the only test that will show what you are and what I am will be fire nothing else and until you go through fire you don't even know what's inside of you you think you know oh we think we know oh but fire has that ability see there's something again About this God of fire see because fire and trials what it does it exposes us or in other words it literally brings forth the truth about your lives to the surface and my life see God knows that the furnace is the only place that can produce the best or the worst in your own life this evening and the three boys are about to be tried by fire and it's very insightful this evening That when you hear them say and hear these words, the truth and the revelation in their walk with God, that they understand fire and trial and no matter what they're going to choose. Listen to this. In verse 15, they were praying to play the instruments the Bible says. They're being told, fall down and worship or else you will be put into the furnace. Then he says it like this. Who's going to be the God that's going to deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said to the king we have no need to answer you in this matter now I love that because what he's telling the king you are absolutely wasting your time to try to get me to tell you that I'm still not going to serve God I don't care what you do he said you're wasting your time and you're wasting your breath I have an inner resolve and I understand who God is he is all powerful but I know one thing no matter the outcome God is still God You know what it means? Maturity and growing up. There are people that think they have grown in their walk with God, but I'm going to tell you something. The only way you can tell you're grown is how you come through the fire. I'm going to show you something. The Bible says this in verse 15. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand O oh king now jump down to verse 18 and look at this but if not and other translations say it like this and even if let it be known to you O oh king that we do not serve your gods nor worship the gold image which you have set up I want to show you something two sides of faith here two sides this is maturity because we got a lot of Christians that have been saved a whole long time but they had not grown up you know what I'm going tell you something? God doesn't graduate you and just let you keep on going and you walk with God because you've been serving him for years. Listen to me. If you don't get it, God will still keep you in first grade till you get it. Can you say amen? Listen. Explain this to me. The Bible says you look at these boys and they kind of look like this. Their chest is puffed up. They're filled with confidence and they go like this. King, let it be known. That the God that we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. That's full of faith. But then all of a sudden you jump over here to verse 18 and they go, but just in case. I mean, you look at that and you would say, That's wrong for a Christian to say, on one hand they believe God this way, and then to jump over here and say, But just in case, know what these men are saying. That there is a God that can deliver me. Can you say amen? There is a God that can bring me through. But I want to tell you, if I burn up and you don't find me, hey, on this side, let everybody know I still choose the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's who I choose, my God. No matter what, whether he does or whether he does not. Oh, and there's people. They put everything on a timeline for the king of kings and the lord of lords okay god listen now i've been here for a long time serving you and i know that you're faithful but god i've been waiting for a man for a long time now i know you can bring me one lord now i know god you can help me but lord it's been a long time now and if you don't hurry up in three weeks then God I can't serve you see what they start doing is they start playing this game like God Almighty owes us something and it is so sad because what happens to people is their whole entire Christian walk becomes simply based off what he will do for you and then if he does not you can't hang with him Let me tell you, if he gave all of us what we deserve, we'd all be in hell tonight. Can you say amen? And here he is. These three boys, they so much inspire me and they so much encourage me because some of them have grasped the revelation. God, I know you can, but just in case, Lord, if you decide not to, let everybody know when they pick up my ashes that every ash you have in your hand still cries out that God is the king of kings and the Lord of lords in my life can someone say amen this evening they choose it's that even a factor it's not that bouncing back and forth well Lord listen I've heard preaching on tithing and so because of that, I begin, I'll begin. start tithing and giving. It's amazing. They'll start tithing. They'll start giving. They'll start giving a little world advantage. They'll start, you know, being faithful. But then all of a sudden, when they run to the mailbox and they don't get that big check thing goes again because they've been tithing and giving, they begin to draw back their tithing. So you're tithing because you think God should give you something or you're tithing because that's simply out of obedience we ought to give because it's right and because we love him can you say amen if God doesn't give you one dime back you ought to still tithe can you say amen oh and there's people here you want a better job and you want better blessing God can't even get you to give of what you're getting right now because you have made this choice to play God in this sense if you do then I will if you answer me, then I'll respond this way. God, if you move, then I'll come here. Let me tell you something. You will never excel in your walk with the living God if you constantly flip back and forth and flop and do not decide, God, no matter what, I'm still going to serve you, God. No matter what, I will do what is right. Can you give God praise tonight? Come on, church. You got to choose. Even if these men. Understand maturity and they understand the balance of God's power and they understand totally, Lord, you owe me absolutely nothing. I'm telling you, I watch people all the time. I've watched women fast and pray till they're blue in the face for God to save their husband. And then all of a sudden, they may not see the breakthrough they want to see in their husband and all of a sudden they begin to start retreating from God you know I want to ask that woman let me ask you a question if that man decides one day to up and leave you I would rather hang on to the man Jesus Christ who will never leave me can you say amen see because I'm telling you that anything can happen in life and I would rather hang on to the king of kings and the lord of lords because I know he's there and going to bring me through it And people don't realize they live their whole life back and forth like this, back and forth like this. And they're saying, God, why can I not grow? God says, I can't bring growth when you're unstable and you can't decide and choose even if. Makes me think about the story in the New Testament where the Bible says that Jesus Christ gathers the disciples and he feeds the multitude. It's amazing. The multitude gets fed And then the Bible says Jesus Christ gets on a boat, goes to the other side, and you read it for yourself. He's gone. He's left. They don't care he's gone. He's left. You know what the Bible says? And then the multitude became hungry again. And they go, where's Jesus? Oh, he went to the other side. Now it's time to follow him. And what they did, they only followed him for what it was he could give them and when you live your life like that you cannot grow and you cannot excel and you don't see the big picture three Hebrew boys that understood a God that has a right to try us by fire now I going to talk about a God who sits and wants to see because do you know this evening that God allowed three boys to be cast into the fire the Bible says it was seven times hotter the number seven completion Or the number seven, perfection. In other words, this evening, there are only things that fire can complete in you that nothing else can complete in you this evening. Only things that can be perfected in you through a fire. So you have to realize that there is more going on when you are in the fire. God sees where you are. God sees where you're at. And God sees exactly what it is you're going through. But this is not just about God bringing you through. Listen to me this evening. It is also about God being brought forth in your life. Because then he can see who's really on the inside of you. And people get mad at God when God ain't doing nothing and they backslide and move. Listen. How many know God is concerned about everybody's trial? God is concerned about everybody in the furnace in the heat of their life God's concerned but there's a nature about God I'm telling you the truth God loves to just sit and watch he'll look at you he'll observe you while you're in the fire he begins to see how you respond and how you he'll just sit and watch you and people can't stand that because we live in a fast food generation we want everything instant and we want everything automatic the Bible says this Malachi 3 in the portion of the scripture And he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. In other words, he is a picture of a silversmith this evening. That God will actually begin to observe you and watch you. And what he's doing while you're in the fire, he's refining you. And he is purifying things in you and bringing things to the surface that you don't let nobody else touch in your life. He brings it forth. This is God's way of working himself to you and through you. As a silversmith has a job, whenever he wants to purify silver, he begins to put this into the fire, and just like the scripture, he sits and he watches the scene, and he makes sure every time that it does not get destroyed. I have never seen yet anyone go through anything they were going through and God just allowed them to be destroyed listen to what i said i didn't say it all turned out the way you thought it should turn out god still kept you through it he will not let people destroy them, but people have this tendency in their mind that if nothing's happening god does not care that apparently if god isn't answering me and apparently if god is not helping me then god does not care now stay with me because you have to ask yourself this question well, come on, Pastor T's. What is it then that God's trying to do to me? I'll tell you what He's trying to do. Have you ever heard of a half-baked Christian? You know what a half-baked Christian is. Wait, well, if you don't, I'm gonna tell you right now. Listen, when you cook, and I'm not a good cook, my wife is a wonderful cook. Glory to God. Shandala masai boy I tell you what she made some banana pudding today for our job site and they had about five or six pies there they didn't even touch them pies they wiped out the banana pudding glory to God my boss said tell your wife next time bring me one and one for everybody else amen but I'm not that good of a cook but I do know something about cooking whenever you've been cooking a pancake possibly and you put it on the stove What happens when it starts cooking on one side, it starts bubbling on the other, right? And so what you have to do, you don't take that pancake off and put it on your plate and start eating it. You have enough sense to take that pancake and turn it over. Well, then let me ask you a question. If God has worked out one area of your life, don't God have the right to turn you over and work that other area out too? Can you say amen? He says, I'm a God that tries by fire. Listen to what he said about Ephraim. Hosea 7, 8, Ephraim, he hath a mix, mixed himself among the people. Ephraim is a cake, not turn. He said, Ephraim, you're half-baked. He said, I, I've touched you this area, but when it comes to this area, I can't even cook you. Now, let's talk about that with us. Because isn't it amazing that there are certain fires you can go through, that you give god praise in oh but when god turns you over into another area of your life why do we do horrible half-baked oh you know what i'm talking about or you can do fine if someone says something to you possibly oh but let your wife say something to you oh my goodness that'll cause world war three And see, what you don't realize is sometimes things happen so that God can work out that situation in your life. Can you say amen? God will bring you to those areas and turn you over. Well, I've seen people who do well in one area, but horrible in the other. It's like women in the church. They can do outstanding, have the victory in nursery. Oh, but let them go to nursery and look in there and see them not holding their baby, but always holding somebody else's baby and all of a sudden it starts turning you on every time I go my baby's on the floor and they're holding that same baby and in your mind it means absolutely but what happens God's trying to show you that you got a problem you're always seeing things and having issues and it's so easy to turn you over and get you vexed that it affects your spirit and so what God does he allows things in your life to be heated, so that he can properly have you whole and full he don't want no half-baked Christian well I see it all the time do well here oh but when it comes to here they do absolutely horrible in their walk with God oh it's amazing they'll do fine if they get pulled over by the cops yep I sped I was wrong oh but let you get a bill that you were totally unexpecting and all of a sudden you pull your tithe And then God says, I'm trying to teach you something that every time something happens to you, every time that same situation, something else arises and you have to choose to do right, you never act right in the middle of that heat. You're unbaked. You need to be turned. Now, don't you look at me like a bullfrog in a hailstorm tonight. You know what I'm talking about? When you get there and that bill comes in and you're looking at the bill and you're looking at your tithe, and do you know that at that moment you are in the fire and God said what you gonna do last time you took it and spent it now you got a choice well I can feel some of you well God don't pay my bills preacher I know one thing he don't pay my bills either but he sure blesses the other 90 and helps me out with the rest can you say amen he touches that there's grace upon that and so it's amazing that when people get into that situation they begin to withdraw and pull back God says you still haven't learned that every time that air of your life gets heated up you do not do well he said and you become a half-baked Christian and you can never be turned and be completed in what God wants to do in your life people in the church I'm telling you I've watched God do this there's someone in the church you can't stand And all of a sudden, this new convert, because converts are innocent, knows you, but doesn't know that you don't like that person. And all of a sudden, that convert walks up to you and says, Hey, how you doing? And you know you start carrying that conversation, and that convert starts telling you about that person. Yeah, how was it brother so-and-so? Was that? And we had a great time, and all of a sudden you go, You start flaming inside, and you don't even realize that God is allowing. That convert to come over there and start a fire to get that out of you. You just walk away, I don't know what's going on. I'm either straighten that. No, God is using Him to purify you and make some things come up that nobody else can make come up. Can you say, Amen? He says, I am the God that purifies silver and gold and God wants what's on the inside to come to the top so God can knock it off and have a whole and a full believer. Can someone say amen tonight, church? Not a half-baked Christian. We don't do well in certain areas. Oh, I'm telling you. We do okay over here, but then when it comes over here, we cannot have success. But let me ask you a question. When does God bring you out? I used to have a problem when I first got saved and I quit and I got out of the military. Let me tell you what I had a problem with. I had a problem in believing God for resources and money. So I remember this. I got out And I got a job. I want to be a plumber. Did I ever do plumbing? Never did plumbing in my life. But I wanted to do plumbing for one reason. Because my father grew me up on Smith Wigglesworth. So I love Smith Wigglesworth. And he was a plumber. So can you believe that I got saved? I said, I'm going to be a plumber because Smith Wigglesworth was a plumber. That was it. I'm a plumber now. Amen. And so what happened is, I got out. And I got this job. And when I got this job, it would be contracts... And when the contract would finish, I'm not lying to you. I would almost, I'd be worried and shout and go, "Man, how am I going to find a job? How am I going to find a job?" I'd be so worried, thinking, "How am I going to find a job?" And what was amazing, the longer I would worry, God would be sitting there. When are you going to learn? I am Jehovah Jireh. You ain't learned it yet. Just go and stay in that fire, then. I'm serious. It'd be two weeks, three weeks. I'd be, there, "Oh, Nicole, we need to pray. God, he'd help us." And what would happen, I would become so exhausted by worrying, I'd just pass out and say, I can't even worry no more. And then the next day, I'd get a job, and God says, You see what I'm talking about? When you stop and chill out and know who I am, then I can turn you over and bring you out. And it would always, always happen, always happen. And finally, I had a job, and the contract finished, and that day I walked off and I said, You know what? I'm not even gonna worry about it. I'm a plumber god's giving me my hands and some skill god gonna help me and i walked away with no listen no worry in my mind and got a phone call the next day because what god was trying to teach me you must come to a place where you learn to trust god for who he is can you say amen or else he'll let you keep going through it you don't graduate you you're like a first grader 40 years old sitting in a first grade chair crunched up because you won't learn I'm telling you, God don't graduate you. It ain't like the school system. Oh, it don't matter if they let it. Just pass them. Uh. -uh. God says, no, learn this, then I'll pass you. That's how he works. A God that waits and wants us to learn and to see. So when does God bring us out? There's people here that are bitter people. Some things don't affect you oh man but let me tell you when other things start touching you here you get bitter just like that oh it don't bother you when pastor preaches about blessing when he starts preaching about fornicating and having sex outside of marriage oh you're trying to preach at me no I'm trying to tell you turn over and get cooked right listen to what I'm saying it's amazing oh I love the church oh I love the pastor oh as long as he's preaching in that area. Oh, but when he comes to start preaching in this area, you can't take it. It vexes you. It bothers you. It makes you mad, and you sit there like this in service. Man, I'm telling you one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. This is crazy to me. Me and Pastor Campbell used to laugh about this. On a Sunday morning, Pastor Campbell was preaching on homosexuality. On the mean homosexual sermons he was laying it down you better get right and repent how dare you I mean it was, it was serious and I remember that day listen to me some people who homosexual came God's trying to save them they got upset because he's preaching the truth a year passed me and Pastor Campbell have no idea they come back to visit and guess what he's preaching on The same exact service. Nobody told us they were coming. But God says, Hey, you didn't get it the first time. I'm going to bring you one more time back, see if you can get it right. Can you say amen? A cake unturned. Oh, and I've watched people, they'll get upset, they'll get bothered. I'm in church for a couple of services at a couple of weeks, and the service should come back, the same sermon again. And you think it's personal? you think somebody's talking but I'm going to say there is still a God that wants to purify you and make something out of you can you say amen there's a God that wants the best to come out of you they can't understand it so when does God move remember I told you the scripture in Malachi and he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver so I want to explain to you what happens what a silversmith does he does like this he sets the fire he'll put the silver or he'll put the gold in the pot and he'll turn the fire on and he'll go like this he'll sit down just like the bible says and he shall sit and he's looking at it cooking he's looking at it baking and every now and then he'll get up he'll walk over there Mm mm-hmm that's you Lord And you going to put the fire out no I'll be back and then he'll go and sit down again Lord don't you see me Lord how long are you going to leave me God you don't care and he'll get up you ain't toasty yet relax you ain't burnt just chip. I got you and he'll go back and sit down where you going God says I'll be right back I'm going to sit down a little more and the bible says he will sit and wait so let me tell you what happens the silversmith will go and he'll go like this and he'll look at the silver and he'll step back and then he'll look at it again and then he'll put out the fire guess when when he walks over and he can see the reflection of himself in the silver then it is done can you say amen give god praise church what god is waiting for is when he walks over there to you he goes now i can see myself coming through you now i can see that you've learned to conquer this area now I can see that you've learned to have some resolve in your spirit. Now I can see that you've learned to put the bitterness and all the agony. Now I can see because now I can see myself coming through you. See, what people don't realize is they think their trial is just about them, but no, it is about God who wants to reveal himself through you. He has to come through. He has to be brought forth. I thought you would be this evening, church. Now listen to me. In the book of Daniel, as I'm bringing it to a close, the Bible says this that they're going to throw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the burning fiery furnace. They've made their statements of both ends. God can, but if not, let it be known. So, look what happens. You know the story. And the Bible says that they were bound, cast into the burning, fiery furnace. And some translation says, and they fell down, bound in the burning, fiery furnace. Now, you can take this any way you want. You can read it where the Bible says that they fell down, bound, or you can read it like this. If you were going in the fire and someone threw you in, you better fall in this position. Can you say amen? That's called prayer position. I believe that when they threw them in and they went and tossed in, they went and slid in and got right on their knees and began to pray and call God down. Can you say amen? See, my question is, when you are put into those predicaments and those situations, does God find you praying and drawing him down into yourself? Because something supernatural happened in that fire. Well, the Bible says they didn't burn nor did they have the stench of burn the smell on them nothing was on them that's telling me that there was a supernatural grace of god upon their life and they're saying god i don't know the outcome all i know god as i fall down bound into the fire i'll begin to cry out to you god and the god of israel can come down and deliver me can you say amen he can come i want to say something to you now don't let me lose you listen to me I tell people this all the time. When you read your Bible, read it slow. You know why? Read this when you're on time. Do you know that in that chapter, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell in the fire, that there is no record zero? That Shadrach, Meshach, or Abednego. Saw or felt God. There's no record. You know what this means? That real faith and real maturity is not serving God off what you feel or what you don't feel, what you see or what you don't see. Because if they're down in the bow of the burning fiery furnace, there's no record that they see God or feel God, but they know they are not burnt they know they have not been consumed no doubt they know there's something there just like you should know that if you are coming through it even though you don't feel it even though you don't see it you ought to still be able to say God I have no idea you must be somewhere involved in this God because I am coming through and I am coming out of the fire can you say man God be glorified in my life hallelujah be glorified we to take it a step further since there is no record of the account of them three sing there is a record of someone the Bible says it like this then King Nebuchadnezzar astonished and looked and he turns and He goes hey he says yeah scratching his head did we not cast three Then why is there four in the form, the fourth being as of the son of God walking in the midst of the fire with them? Let me tell you the other part of what trials are about. It's about the heathen being able to see God. It's about your mothers and about your fathers. It's about your sons and about your daughters it's about your co-workers and your family and your friends the one that you've been talking to about how good God is and how great God is you have not been able to convince them but what might convince them is when they see you in the fire they may not say it to you they may not talk about but they will see your God can you say amen this evening they will see him come through they will see him they'll watch you they'll talk about it at work man I know that brother's going through something but he's still talking about God because what this generation needs is to see real Christians not just talk about it but be able to walk it and live it and the Bible says the king is astonished and keep reading and you know what the Bible says listen up from this day on we will serve the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. See, what happens in your trials, it may make someone shift from their God to your God. They serve false gods. They serve foreign gods. And nothing could convince them to turn from God until they watch someone else go through something. And God came out of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and that very day became a reference point. Their God must be real because who in the world would make a declaration and make a statement that they can be thrown into the fire and God will show up. And God did show up. You're telling your mothers and your fathers and all these people you ought to serve God. I'm going to tell you what they'll do is they'll start watching you when you're going through it you start talking about divorce they start thinking let me tell you they don't say anything they're just quiet and they observe they hear you start talking about divorce you have no idea they may have been this close to coming to your God and they're going to watch and see how you're handling your situation your marriage well they say that God is good well I heard they're having marriage issues well let's see if they're going to survive this And when you survive, they go, you know what? You have convinced me. Because what you have gone through, no one can survive. Your God must be an awesome God. Can you say amen? Your God will be powerful. I choose your God over the gods of this world. Choosing. I had a young man in my congregation. His name is Larry Vass. He's a pastor today. And I'll never forget this. He used to be hooked on drugs Used to be hooked on meth From a very very young age When I met this young man He was strung out Out of his mind Completely lost This young man God touched him He got delivered He still had a lot of issues He never wanted to even sleep on a bed He always wanted to sleep on the floor Just so much that whole drug life That's how his life was God began to touch him Began to change him Somebody went and told his father that he was going to our church the Potter's house and they told his father hey you know Larry your son of course I know Larry my son he said well he's going to this church called the Potter's house where they believe in the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues you know and that type of stuff he's telling them his dad's a little bit no doubt concerned he said well what's this all about how's my son doing so guess what happened his dad took a drive down to our church. Now, he granted a long time ago. I'm in my 20s. So I look like a teenager pastoring a church. That used to get me in all kinds of trouble. And I remember pastoring that church and preaching. And he walks into the service, and he sees Larry clapping his hands, rocking along, praising God. The service is over. He looks at his son Clothed and in his right mind and that man walked up to me and said son someone told me some stuff about your church I don't care what they said just keep on doing what you're doing because I ain't ever seen my son like that what he was saying was he's been to counselors he's been to rehabs he's been to every person to try to touch them and cleanse them But when his dad saw him that day He said I'm going to tell you something There is something different about this world There is a God of Israel at work In his life The king of kings and the Lord He saw God that day Can you say amen He saw the real God He said just keep on Doing what you're doing And let God be God In my son's life Today a preacher Of the gospel Your testimony is in the balance. Your testimony is waiting for your children. You know your children know when you're going through it? Hello? They watch you. They've watched you be faithful for years. And then all of a sudden, if you're not careful, you begin to withdraw from God, begin to withdraw from your spiritual life, and that God that you are showing to your children if you're not careful they won't be able to see him no more. Because God comes through you in the fire. I want to close with you with the other part of this story. If I can have them come play the keyboard I'm getting ready to close. Listen to me. I'm there in the hospital on the third day they bring my wife back she's there they're checking her just like I told you he looked over at me as he looked over at me he says son he says nothing's changed things are the same now think about this you heard my declaration three days ago I'm talking loud in confidence to, this pre, to the, to the um, doctor he's hearing me three days later I come back same situation he looks at me and says listen to me what do you want to do I said well she's going to go ahead and give birth my wife comes she's there we're there she gives birth my son is born my mother's there the baby comes out they give us our son they allow us to go into the next room for an hour and a half we hold my son in our arms and he dies and goes into eternity that moment hell said to me where is your God preacher why does your God allow you to lay hands on other sick and see them healed and here you are doing a work for your God but he can't answer you I'm telling you oh it's going in my mind and see what the devil wants me to bring me to a place to say well if he is God God how come you did not But I want to tell you quickly I begin to pull myself together I said devil you're a liar Because God doesn't have to do anything I must still serve God And by the way devil He's already healed in eternity I'm looking for words of comfort For my wife and for my children I did my own funeral I grabbed my son In a small casket Got on my knees And put him in the ground how small he was put him in the ground we covered him up I said that day I looked at my wife looked at my kids I said guess what I said that sucker beat us there (laughs) so you have to have an eternal perspective I said he got there before we did I said now we got to make sure we get there and that our other children get into eternity listen to me what happened was I said without knowing it even if you don't heal them Jesus even if you don't make them whole let it be known that I still serve the God the same way who I love now listen to me at that time, our church, we were running around 45, 50 people in our congregation. My wife, just, we've just buried our son on Friday. So what happens is we come to church on Sunday. Nicole's there. She sings in song service. She's walking around, and women with children are kind of avoiding her. They're kind of because they're thinking her mind is going to cause some type of a relapse, or breakdown. And Nicole's just carrying herself around and talking to people. She gets on the platform and she goes, Hector, will you do something for me today? She goes, let's sing that song, Jesus, Lover of My Soul. I knew what she was saying to me, that no matter what, he's still the lover of her soul. And he'll still never let her go. Listen to me. And what happened after that day, Sunday, we had our service, the next week to this day, I can't even explain it. We had a 100 people show up the next service 50 more I'm on the platform I'm looking at Nicole people in the church are looking at me and we're wondering did you witness to that we don't even know who they are and then it dawned on me the Lord said I'm going to pay you double for your trouble <laughs> but I said Lord if that's how you make churches grow we're going to have a little conversation <laughs> And I didn't realize this. After that day and those things begin to happen, I had people come up to me and to my wife and say, You know, Pastor, I can't believe the things that I have allowed to almost make me backslide that are in absolute no comparison to what you've gone through. And you guys still came to church, still pray, still raise your hands and worship God. And they go, How shameful that would be. See, what it did, it became a life-filled sermon that I couldn't preach over the pulpit. And sometimes there'll be things you won't be able to communicate that only the trial you're going through can bring them breakthrough. Listen to me, people. You know how important it is for you to hang on? You know how important it is for you to keep fighting the battle? Because there are people that are in desperate need in the hour we're living in to believe in a God that is real and that day I said without knowing even if let it be known devil I still serve the king of kings and the lord of lords can you give God praise come on church thank the lord I want every head bowed every eye closed in respect to your neighbor and to God this evening in this place because right now is the most important time of the service you will go through trials and fire and those things will begin to reveal what's in you but eventually God's plans is that God would come through but tonight you're here you're sitting in this place listen to me You could be experiencing all kind of chaos and all kind of fire and all kind of issues in your life. And I must tell you the truth that if you do not accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, who will show up for you in your crisis? See, the hope for the believer is that when we're going through it, he will show up for us. But when you're in the world and you're living in your sin, in your secret sin, and you're living in your issues and in your battles on your own, let me tell you something. You will eventually come to your end and find out I have nothing. I need someone. And what you need tonight is the king, Jesus Christ, who can set you free and change you. And you're here tonight, you're in this place, you say, Pastor Ortiz, Pastor Obtain, would you please say a prayer for me this evening? I need God to come into my circumstance. I need God to come in my situation. In my situation, God, my lifestyle's not right. I want God to come in and show up. I need to be changed. If that's you, raise your hand right up and right down quickly in this place, quickly. If that's you, say, Pray for me this evening, Pastor. I wanna be right with God, I wanna be changed. Anyone, front to back, left to right, quickly. I want to repent of my sin maybe you're here tonight you are backslidden you are away from God this evening you begin to withdraw from God you found yourself in the furnace you found yourself in the trial but you haven't been praying haven't been laying hold of God you've allowed that to consume your mind and your spirit and you begin to feel the effects of it consuming you And tonight God's dealing with you in conviction. You know, I need to repent of that. I need to invite God in my circumstance, situation. That's me. Pray for me. Raise your hand right up and right down quickly in this place if that's you.